Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So uh, I was with you for transfiguration. And uh, when I was talking, I heard that there were some discrepancies about how this whole Disney thing kind of came together. But there's something important I need to tell you about uh, how this came together. Um, <clears throat> all the themes Pastor Matt came up with. Now, you obviously are well aware that I am the Disney file of the family. So what I'm telling you is, um, if Matt came up with the themes, this means that this was something very poignant that affected him. Okay? So that's kind of interesting. The other thing I said this, all right, didn't say this morning that he wanted me to say and make sure you knew is I also chose all the hymns. So if you don't like the hymns, it's my fault. <laughs> so there you go. All right. So that being said, uh, my one request um, before we started trying to have a family three years ago was that we would go to Disney because I had been to Disney with groups, but I had never gone and done what I wanted to do. So Matt begrudgingly as a loving husband said, okay, we can do this. I'm like, great, wonderful. So needless to say, anywhere we went that first trip was because I wanted to do it. <laughs> so at that point we were 29 and 30. And um, one of the things that I chose that we should do was go to the sing-along, which many 29 and 30-year-olds aren't going to the frozen sing-along. <laughs> uh, we have, if you check out my Instagram, we have a great picture of the two of us from that three years ago, just the two of us. And I'm like super excited and Matt's just like, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and um, it was hilarious. It's a hilarious sing-along because it tells the story of Frozen, but you have two people who are just cracking each other up with jokes trying to tell the story. So it's great for the adults, like Disney movies are. There's all these hidden things for adults while the kids are just, you know, screaming and happy because it's Anna and Elsa and Sven and Olaf. <laughs> um, so the first time we experienced this, you know, it's, it's a build-up because we all got to build up to the end with let it go when you have kids around. So you're, you're kind of building up and the music is getting you going and of course we're singing along and it's great. And, um, you, you can feel it, there's so much excitement in the room from all those little kids. <laughs> um, and you get to the end where we're gonna sing let it go. And uh, Elsa in all her glory is there for those of you who are not immersed in this Elsa is the ice queen that can make things freeze and snow, and you're mostly all grandparents or have seen this, so okay. <clears throat> so of course at the end, we have let it go, and it just doesn't, you just, it's not just singing, you gotta have the snow. No. There's snow! They make it snow! Um, and it's fun, and it's cool, and uh, it was really great. So. <clears throat> When we went in February, um, we had to do the Frozen sing-along again. 
We just had to do it. Uh, and of course, we have the added dimension now of having a little one there. So this makes everything all the more exciting. And I somehow forgot in three years, I thought it was confetti, not snow. So I'm like, oh, how's Thomas going to deal with confetti? I'm like, this could be interesting. So, you know, through the whole show, he's on my lap. So I keep on doing the, like, side face thing. Like, how you doing? How's it going? And he's happy and smiling. And then, of course, we get to the end and the big build up. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And it snows again. And I forgot that it's snow. Like, it's not confetti. It's snow. Now, of course, this is more like soap. Like, however they do it in their magical Disney chemist fun way. But it's still amazing because it's Florida. And it's warm outside. Now, this is a controlled environment, so we're on the inside. But nonetheless, it's still snow in Florida. So cool. And Thomas did really well. And smiled. And laughed. And clapped with everybody else. But it's just amazing that you can sit in a room and they make it snow. Now... Uh, another thing about Disney and their snow, uh, the lead up to our trip this time, and of course, you know, the lead up is more like two years for me because I was already planning. Um, <laughs> I've been watching Instagram accounts of people and all different stuff. And not only can they make it snow inside, at Christmas time, they had a big light spectacular, and this is outside. Now, granted, it's a little cooler at night. But there are pictures of, they can make it snow outside in, in December, in Florida. Now granted, it does get a little chilly there. It all depends what the weather's deciding to do. But they still make it snow in Florida. And that's just so cool. And just completely weird. And what would seem impossible. But Disney can make it happen. So we chose this story today for you um, because, yes, um, it talks about something utterly impossible. Utterly impossible and amazing. That God appears to a young girl, a teenage girl, young, outcast, and tells her that she is going to have the Son of God. And how is it going to happen? Oh yeah, the Holy Spirit is just going to overshadow you. And because of that kind of impossible, amazing thing, we get something amazing. And really what shouldn't be possible for us Jesus comes out of the gift of this young girl and God. And not only her, but the next part we talk about is Elizabeth and her old age had also conceived. Now, in those times, totally didn't have all the signs we did. And here we have for a woman who hadn't been able to conceive a child, which for her must have seemed impossible. And we remember in our history of Sarah, who conceived, which seemed impossible. 
So we have this God that does these impossible things that we couldn't even begin to imagine that blesses us. And God continues to do this through the church. Continues to do this through the church. We can imagine, and I hope this has happened to um, all of you at some point, that you have prayed for someone who has been sick and they become well. That doesn't always happen. I'm not naive. However, not only when we pray and care for each other do these impossible things happen, but there are relationships that form that we could never even imagine. When I came to Charlestown, right uh, down the street from me, there's tons of churches, um, but I became quite aware of um, the reputation of Charlestown Baptist Church. It has a very good reputation. And um, their, their pastor kind of also has a larger-than-life reputation. And I'm also aware that at that church, my ministry as a female pastor is not celebrated or acknowledged. So one of the first um, deaths that I dealt with, there was kind of an overlap between us, and I knew that we were going to work together. And what was utterly astounding to me, I had like, for lack of better words, I'm just going to use a biblical phrase, I had girded my loins and I was ready <laughs> to interact with him. And he was nothing but respectful and honored my work with the family and supported me. And I was shocked. And I'm not gonna lie, I am jaded enough to realize that I put up my wall again and I was ready for the next time we had to get together because I thought, well, this could be a fluke. You know? <laughs> and we now have this wonderful relationship that I would have no idea that he comes from a denomination that doesn't have female pastors. And I love him so, and I have told him so, and we just have this, what to me would seem an impossible thing, is the most beautiful possible thing ever. God just continues to work in the church to change people I also can think of people whose lives have changed drastically, those who have been addicted to so many different things. And somehow, through the church, through other people, they hear a word of grace and everything changes for them and their lives change around. And it's all things that we would think they are in the bottom, there's no way they're getting out. And God makes it possible through the Holy Spirit, through the use of us. It's utterly humbling that God can do such a thing, to use even the brokenness of human beings to support one another and to build up God's love. So as you think about this Lenten season, I want you to think about maybe some experiences you've had of where you have seen God do the impossible and make it possible. 
I also want you to think about the ways God is continuing to use you and an openness to how God might be using you to make the impossible possible. Because we all need to remember that that is the story of each of us. That what we don't deserve, that what we don't even, can't even begin to imagine, grace and forgiveness and love out of our sin becomes possible because of God's love for us. Amen.